Okay, be honest with me. Do you talk to yourself? Do you say negative things to yourself, aka negative self-talk? Do you remember when and why you started talking negatively to yourself? Doesn't make you feel so good, does it? Psychologist Dr. Connie Stapleton joins me today to help you get a better understanding of how negative self-talk gets started and key steps you can take now to stop it. Don't go anywhere. Now available, try ProCare Health's three newest products at an amazing price. Get a bag of whey protein powder, a bag of our new multi-flavored mocktail calcium chews, and our new soft chew multivitamin, all for less than $75. Visit ProCareNow.com and enter Susan 10 to save even more. Hi, I'm registered dietitian nutritionist, Dr. Susan Mitchell, ex-radio dietitian turned podcaster. You're listening to the Bariatric Surgery Success Podcast, episode number 118. Let's cut through the nutrition and health hype. I want you to have accurate, evidence-based nutrition information worthy of all your hard efforts. I want you to feel well, get out there, do the things you want to do. This podcast is for you. Joining me in the studio is Atlanta-based psychologist, Dr. Connie Stapleton. Well, you know that Dr. Connie brings her A-game. She brings a vast experience in the mental health aspects of bariatrics. She always gets right to the core of the issues, and she digs deep and shares practical ways for you to improve your relationships with food, with other people, but most importantly, with yourself. Today, she's doing that with negative self-talk. You can find links in the show notes to Dr. Connie's website, as well as her podcast called Barry Aftercare. Well, welcome, Dr. Connie. Thank you, Dr. Susan. I always appreciate being on here with you. Well, we have such fun, but we also really dig deep and talk about some tough, tough topics. And today, it's not going to be any different. You know, we've been having these interesting discussions in the Facebook group and a lot of topics, negative self-talk, fat brain, or the disconnect between what you see in the mirror and what the scale says, and lately, imposter syndrome. In fact, you'll be covering both of these last two topics, uh, fat brain or that disconnect and imposter syndrome coming up in future episodes. So I know we're all looking forward to that. But today we're tackling negative self-talk, something any of us can do, whether we've had surgery or not. So in your experience, what causes negative self-talk and are there triggers that kick it off? Oh my gosh, this is such a an important topic. And most of us engage in self-talk from time to time, and it may be in one area of our life. The problem is if it's a pattern. If it's a pattern, it's a problem. So negative self-talk can come from a lot of places. If you're in a state of depression or if you have a lot of anxiety, there's usually a lot of negative self-talk if you're struggling with one of those two mental health issues. But it could be just an area of your life where you have low self-confidence Compared to other areas of your life, for example, me in sports, my self-talk <laughs> is not real positive, right? But it may be a more chronic issue, and that's when it's a problem. And this usually stems from an overall sense of low self-worth. Now, this could be years old, decades old, right? It could have come from being picked on by peers. It could be being compared to a sibling. It could come from coaches, teachers, parents. 
And if that's an issue, if your self-talk is kind of across the board, it's really a problem that you're going to need to get some help help with, you know? So let me jump in and ask a question, thinking about what you're saying right now. Is there a certain age that negative self-talk starts? For example, does it tend to start with kids and then carry into adulthood? Or can it be as a kid and then you don't have it in adulthood or the other way around, never as a kid and then it starts later? Any any rhyme or reason to it, I am guess? I'm thinking mostly it starts in childhood because children are 100% self-centered by nature. And so if they get a piece of criticism or a parent yells at them, even if it's not a pattern, they go, what's wrong with me? Or if there are major problems in the home, children automatically assume it is their fault and something's wrong with me. And that's where it can start. And so if it's a chronic issue, it's likely that it did start in childhood. As an adult, we may engage in negative self-talk, but if it's not a pattern, it's usually, you know, a, a now and then hit or miss kind of thing. But if it's a pattern, I believe it's more than likely started in childhood. And are there habits that you might have had that reinforce it? For sure. Like if we're a person who doesn't really practice self-care, we might say, oh my gosh, I'm just, I'm just lazy. I'm so lazy. When the truth is you may not be a lazy person at all. It's just you're tired right at the moment. But it may stem from feeling like I'm not worth putting forth the effort to take care of myself, which is a bigger problem. If your negative self-talk comes from a place of I'm not worth it, it's a real problem. Or if you have poor health habits, right? If you're a smoker, if you drink to excess, if you don't exercise, you're like, oh my God, what's the matter with me? What am I doing? Why do I do this? I'm such a loser. So health habits can lead to some self-talk. Or if you spend too much time alone, right? Huh. Idle hands are the devil's workshop. Same with your mind, right? If you spend too much time alone, especially if you're feeling depressed, it's like nobody wants to be with me. What's the matter with me? I'm no fun. Nobody wants to be around me. Or if you hang out with a bunch of negative people, you're more likely to be negative. Yeah, I I think that is very true. Well, so if you have these negative habits and they've started, whether childhood or you just pick them up along the way from things in life that have happened, do the negative habits lead to negative consequences. So I guess I'm saying if you start this, you have negative habits and then you start this self-talk that's negative and it's consistent. What comes out of that, I guess? Huge problems for sure. There are huge, significant negative consequences if you consistently engage in negative self-talk because you're going to limit yourself. You think you can't do something, so you're not even going to try it. You might, for example, like, I'm afraid to even play volleyball at the family reunion. It's very limiting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these are interesting stories about you and your sports exactly. that I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like if you, it's kind of like if you're with an abusive person and people say over time, you start to believe what they say. The same is true for yourself. If you're telling yourself crap about yourself, you're going to believe yourself, right? And then you become more perfectionistic and that leads to nowhere good. If you're depressed and you say negative things about your depression, you're bad about yourself, you're going to deepen that depression. And there can be physical issues stemming from this. You know, you get nervous, you get anxious, you get depressed, you say bad things about yourself. You can have stomach problems, you can have headaches, you can have stress. There's that whole mind-body connection, which is super, super positive. And if you're in the weight loss journey, it can absolutely, negative self-talk absolutely can lead 
to regain. I'll never get this. Oh my God, why do I bother? I'll always mess this up. It never works. You're going to believe what you say and you're going to act accordingly. And then that becomes hurtful to all of your relationships, I would think. For sure. If you're talking negative about yourself, what are your kids going to think and what are they going to learn? How is your partner going to feel about that? It's going to be destructive in all of the significant relationships in your life. So it's something you really want to put some effort into changing. And there is no doubt about the mind-body connection you just mentioned. I have seen stress and negative self-talk is part of stress, I think. The definite GI problems, the stomach issues, all types of issues like that come out of stress and anxiety and depression. And so definitely that mind-body connection is very strong. I'm wondering, is negative self-talk as common among men or children as it is women? Who, Who leads with this? Or is it just across the board? I don't have actual data on that, but I'm guessing... We all do it to what degree I don't know. Based on what we hear about in social media, women suffer from it significantly, but I don't know really the answer. Right, because I think in social media, women are much more likely to open up and be authentic and reach out and men. And again, I'm not being sexist or taking sides. I'm just saying that some people, men tend to hold their cards closer in. Yeah, and men are tend to be by nature less emotional, you know, than women do. And they're more logical and rational in some ways, you know, not across the board. Um, but I think w- women have been more um, trained to be self critical. Oh, interesting. Very interesting comment. Trained to be self-critical. So again, coming back, well, that could start at home, but that could start among peers. And today that starts among influencers and social media that are not influencing in the best way. For sure. So if you're, how do we, if we're all listening going, ooh, we, I'm doing this. I need to stop this. Let's, let's get to the meat of how do you stop it? Stop negative self-talk once you're doing this. All right. First, assume that this is going to take some time, patience, and effort because it's not going to go away overnight, especially if you've been engaging in negative self-talk for years or decades, right? This is something that's going to take some time to change and nothing can change unless we're aware of it. So if you know you're doing it, you're already leaps ahead. But if you don't know you're doing it, then you need to enlist some people you trust to help you recognize when you say something negative about yourself. Because every time you say something negative, you're reinforcing that. But you've got to become aware of when you do it. So maybe you're like, for me, the sports thing, right? I could make a list of of things that I say negatively about myself in relation to sports, and then I can make a decision not to do so. But it's got to be a conscious decision, and I have to catch myself doing it. Interesting. So I can catch myself, or my friend can say, you know, you just said something really negative about yourself. And then I can go, okay, you know what? I'm choosing not to do that. Let me restate that. Because sometimes you would not even, if you do it a lot, you might not even be aware you're doing it because it's such a pattern. Is that correct? Sure. That is absolutely correct. You can hear somebody else do it and you can do the same thing, but not be aware you've done it. So you have to become aware. 
And sometimes and then, that accountability of somebody else helping you become aware. Right. Would, and it can move you forward. Of, it's, yeah. I have to be vulnerable to say, Susan, you're my friend. Can you please help me help point out to me when I do this? Because I want to change it. And that takes some vulnerability, but it's a great thing to do. So uh, when you become aware, go ahead. Go ahead. Now, because uh, I'm thinking about a new habit that you have to become aware. It's very much the same in nutrition that mm-hmm. after surgery and you're really, it's the prime time to learn new habits. It's so easy just to go back to the habits you had prior to having surgery. And it takes work, effort, and practice to start a new habit. And we often talk in nutrition that that can take 30 to 60 days for something new to become part of your routine. So I'm thinking that in the world of nutrition, it's the same thing for what you're talking about in terms of the effort and time. For sure. That is absolutely the truth. Now, we've also spoken about boundaries before. So once you become aware that you're engaging in negative self-talk, you can make a conscious decision to set some healthy boundaries for yourself with the way you talk to yourself. I'm only going to allow constructive thoughts, not destructive thoughts. I will allow compassionate thoughts about myself, not critical thoughts. I will be accountable for myself while encouraging. In other words, I'm making a decision that if I say, oh my God, I'm such a, I'm so lazy to say to myself, you know what? I am not lazy. Right now I'm feeling tired. I like this. So give us some real um, specific examples of how you would change negative self-talk into something more positive so that we can emulate and practice that. Okay. Especially in the world of weight loss, right? Oh my gosh, this is too hard. Why bother? That's pretty negative. But what I could change it to is, okay, this is hard. So it's realistic, right? This is hard. I'm going to take it an hour at a time. If I get overwhelmed, I'll call my friend for help. So it's just a restating. Or you might say, I'm just too lazy to exercise. You can change that to, I wasn't able to fit that exercise into my schedule today, but I'm going to reprioritize a few things this evening and I'm going to get that walk in. That's not lazy. I like that. I'm a believer. I actually... Over the years, because, you know, we both work a lot of, a lot of hours. (laughs) And based on that, I decided that prioritizing personal things. So that's whether that's time with family, that's time to work out, time to take care of your hair, whatever it happens to be, they need equal importance in my schedule. So, um, in my schedule, those things get booked in. And I know it sounds ridiculous, but I actually book in time to work out because if I don't, something else takes over that period of time. So if I don't look at it as an important thing in my schedule for me, it isn't going to happen. Do you think that's important to do? It's critical. And then what happens is so great afterwards because you've made the time for you, you followed through, and then you feel this boost of self-pride. And that leads to all kinds of other good things like making healthier choices throughout the day. So positive thinking, positive doing, beget more positive thinking and more positive doing. Oh, I really like that. All right. So as we wrap up, What's the one last thought? I always want to know what's something you haven't told us that we just really need to think about and focus on when it comes to negative self-talk. 
Well, here's a, here's a good one. It's important and it's critical. So negative self-talk, once you're aware of it, becomes optional. Because now that you're aware of it, you're making the choice to either give into it or change it. And remember, you're in charge. It's your health we're talking about. It's your brain. It's your thoughts. They are your responsibility today and every day. Fabulous. When we need to remember that, right? Every single day that it is, it's about us and it's about our health. Thank you for being so gracious that you just share your time and your your expertise with us. So helpful. Thank you. It is my pleasure, and I am grateful to be doing this with you. And don't forget, if you're not receiving the weekly Breaking Down Nutrition newsletter, you can sign up for it on the homepage of my website, BreakingDownNutrition.com. That way you'll be the first to hear about podcast episodes, tips, recipes, new products, whatever's going on. I'm all about your success because you're worth it. Bariatric Surgery Success with Dietitian Dr. Susan Mitchell is produced and owned by Practicalories, LLC. All rights reserved. Remember, the content provided on this podcast is for information purposes only and doesn't create a patient-provider relationship. It's intended to provide reference material and is not designed to provide medical advice. Please consult your healthcare provider regarding any medical issues you have relating to symptoms, conditions, diseases, diagnosis, treatments, and side effects. Podcast guests express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions which do not necessarily reflect or agree with the host, Dr. Susan Mitchell, or Practicalories, LLC.